I'm not Lauren. Yeah, this is Downstage Left at Theater Podcast, where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing, and things are different. I finally replaced Lauren. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, guys, we sometimes talk about this. We have, like different things happening in our lives and it just so happens that lauren has uh some teacher type commitments because she's a good teacher and so she is unavailable but uh friend of the pod julia is back from being effed off at sea and um has a little bit of a cold so enjoy that um but we figured we would press on and uh keep do it because that's how we just go that's how it is keep do it for sure. I'm sure I haven't slept here. in days. Whatever. Uh, she hasn't slept in days. I have a cold. Sure. We're, we're going to record. Sure, we're all doing great. A podcast. Um, So, friend, you've been away at sea. I have. You've been back for two-ish weeks. Two-ish weeks. What's today? Yeah, two-ish weeks. Sure, almost two weeks. No. No. Two and two plus. Two and a half. <laughs> uh, how was C? C was great. It was fun. I had a good time. I loved my contract. I loved the people on my contract. Um, the job itself is very fun. It's also interesting. Sure, you're like a professional performer now. It's weird. Officially, because you got I know. paid. I know. It's interesting. It's a strange thing to be able to claim of yourself. Well, when it, when you grow up and it's your hobby... Sure. It is like a very bizarre thing to be like, oh, I am a professional singer because I don't feel like a professional. I still feel like somebody who just does it for fun. Sure. Well, you have interestingly chosen a profession in which, in theory, when you do it, it should still be fun. So, yeah. uh, Speaking of growing up, today we're going to talk about a show you did growing up. (laughs) Yes. Seamless segue. Um, We are going to, we're. So here's the thing. I have accidentally done a thing in which, um, listeners, you know that we love a quest. I have accidentally started two quests because I'm a dum-dum. And so uh, instead of just uh, bailing and uh, pivoting or what have you, we're just going to do both. Because (laughs) why not? Simultaneously. Yeah, man, it's a numbers game. I kind of work in sales a little bit. And the more you throw out there, the better chances you get back coming at you. So uh, we're just going to continue in which I have accidentally started a quest for Ali Stroker and Christy Altmer. So today we a little bit are continuing our Christy Altmer um, quest because she, I think recently this summer, uh, did uh, Sound of Music with, sure, now this is... I've done no research, but she played Maria recently, so um, it's one of her credits, and she did a great, from what, I saw some interviews and read some articles, and it looked like, I believe it was in concert, but uh, did, like, a lovely job of it, so this is something that's in her warehouse, and I'm sure she was, like, probably a pretty great Maria, although maybe not, like, a typical, uh, I don't know, like, what you think of as a Maria. I don't if I have like a preconceived idea I mean, of what we, Maria should be. Other no, than of course, Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, and we'll get into that. So uh, today we're going to talk about Sound of Music. Um, this is <laughs> sure, and we're going <laughs> 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 sure we're in it. Um, so a fun, a fun fact is uh, one of the reasons why we talked when we talked about what shows you're going to do this week. Obviously, the quest, but then this is also the show that I met Schwindy. Yeah, this is so. Uh, other people that oh, have boy. been guests on the pod 
have <sighs> done a little bit of like a intro how sure we talked about how we know each other how we and know I don't th- we didn't do that with you i don't think no we didn't we and talked we, about like your background but we didn't talk we didn't about, talk about how, how we knew each other yeah. for a very specific reason <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it's not a specific sure it's not a specific reason it's just um no 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 it's fine and now we're in it and now it's too late so whatever. well here we go so First of all, this show is special because... You've done it twice. I've done it twice. So this is not only the show that I met Karen, so this is the first show we ever did together. It's also the first show I ever did. Sure. Sound of Music was my first musical. Um, Who did you play? I played the youngest Von Trapp child, Gretel, at age seven slash eight. Sure. When we did it... So I didn't direct this. We did this with a different... Not one of my companies, just um, local theater and uh i produced this one so i did not um I had no directing for me just uh, a lovely producing title um in which i ran around and did all the producing things and sets and recruiting and all that good stuff but we had it's interesting because uh this is like one of those shows where you put a casting call out and you just get one billion <laughs> children but there's really so seven roles yeah. So it's like we had probably over 100 kids come out, and it was like, really? oh, well, just seven parts for you. And even that, you get down to, like, the younger children, and it's, like, three. So yeah. it's not, it, you know, it's just, it's, but it's, like, a classic beloved, uh, you know, musical that I think even people who don't know musical theater know, obviously, the movie and uh, Julie Andrews. But, uh, sure, so you, <clears throat> sure, you auditioned for this show, and how old were you? Oh, we always have to do the math. The show was in 2011. No. 12. The show was in 2012. Correct. Summer of 2012. The auditions were probably sometime in April. True. I was a fresh 13 years old when Karen and I met. (laughs) Sure. So what a fun time. And 10 years ago, we realized recently. Yeah. We've known each other for 10 years. Yeah. Sure. So, sure, we sell, we noticed it after the 10-year moment had passed. Yeah, but, we, we um, missed it completely. <laughs> very much so. Um, so, I here's the thing. I kind of remember you auditioning, but as I just said, like, literally hundreds of children came out. Sure. Um, but I, I remember, remember auditioning, so. <laughs> sure. Well, you don't ever remember That's not anything. true. I actually do remember singing, I think, Happy Birthday is the song that you guys made. It. You guys made us sing something like. We... For younger kids, yeah. we had something easier. Yeah. Um, and Happy Birthday, actually, listeners, is, like, randomly a hard song. There's, like, an octave jump in the middle. <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those tricky things where, like, we all sing it. Sure, we all sing it, but it's, like, as far as you are auditioning somebody and want to know what they can do, it's not a bad, it's not a bad test of things. Um, sure. So, I, I a little bit remember you auditioning. I remember you being very tiny. <laughs> and I didn't look thirteen. Sure, I'm gonna tell means. you. I looked probably eight nine. You look eight nine ten. Um, maybe I will maybe try to find a picture and post it. I mean, please don't. But sure, I will. And well, and I'm trying to think. It was we had a couple roles that it was interesting because it was kind of sure. I don't want to say like interchangeable. Like kids were not, but a little bit. Like little kids are a little bit interchangeable. And so I remember, I a little bit remember you auditioning, and you had a good audition, and you sounded how you sound now, only, like, tiny and small. So <laughs> it's, it, you know, it was one of those things where even at whatever age that was, you still were, like, a very good singer. And I think at that time we were like, whoa, for her age, very good. Um, 
and that is how we met. And I don't know, I can't remember having a lot of interaction with you at that time, but. No, I, here's the thing. I don't, listeners, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I am known amongst Karen and I. <laughs> Do you have a poor memory when oh, it comes sure. to, especially my memory. childhood? Like, sure. I just don't, I think I you're don't repressing have a, things. Mm, what a thought. Um, I don't have a very good memory, especially when it comes to childhood. I it's true. forget, have forgotten most things from my childhood, I <laughs> sure, feel like. but. Well, I just don't have a very good memory in, like, a specific way. Yeah. In that way. Like, I remember Sound of Music. I kind of remember the process. Um, but for whatever reason, that show specifically. Is a blank spot? I don't remember a whole lot about it. I remember okay. the traumatic experience that we had during the actual show that sure. I, that I remember sure which we will maybe we'll talk about because we've never I said I was Lauren, 13 right yeah Lauren and I have talked about that but that we have we have said we wanted grade. to talk about it with you so yeah what did you say I'm trying to remember I'm trying oh, to after work out grade? what grade I was sure. after seventh grade which is so funny because uh, you, I feel like I was younger than that but I, I always think that you were like 11 when we did the show I know, so I, know. I don't know it was yeah I was uh I was 13. I had just finished seventh grade, which I thought that it was going to line yeah. up with um, a dark spot in my memory. <laughs> I did, That sounds way dra- more dramatic sure, than it bud. is. It was a weird year, and I don't remember most of it. So I was trying to figure out if it coincided with that year, in sure. which it would make sense that I didn't remember the show because I don't remember that year in general. It doesn't, though, so. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Sure, bud. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, no, no. It's The show, I mean, here's the thing. It was one, it's... Um, Sure, for me, uh, Sound of Music was the first show that I started doing theater in this area again. So it was kind of the catalyst, and it led to me starting my own company and some other things. And that's like maybe we'll put that behind a paywall, and I'll give you all the tea on that. But um, it's one of those things where we had a great time, and I got to reconnect with some people from high school when we did it. Uh, and I was really proud of the production. I mean, it was for what it was, we had – um, a full 22-piece orchestra in our sad pit, and sad pit in terms of, like, physicality. Um, we had a full cast and crew. We had, I mean, it was it was a full production and kind of would set the precedence for things that I would do going forward and um, set the standard for things like that uh, and just was, like, a very lovely time. But it is when we met, and the only... The only record, I mean, like, I, because I was producing it, so I was at everything because I was in it, but, like, I didn't interact, and I certainly wasn't doing any directing or kind of things like that. The only thing I remember uh, is that you got laryngitis the week of show. Yeah, I probably went to the, like, ENT on Monday of show week. I had lost my voice. Well, we didn't really know what was going on. Went to the doctor. Yes, and here's the here's the thing. What we would go on to discover is that you were carrying a large part of the harmonies and the children's <laughs> stuff. And when you stopped singing, we were like, "Oh no, oh no!" And that was, um, and it was obviously fine. You were on vocal. I think we had you on I vocal rest. I was on rest. vocal rest until opening night. Like I cool. literally, I walked around with a whiteboard. I remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. walked around with. It was like full on. Walking around with a whiteboard, didn't didn't talk or sing until the night of the show. Not stressful for people producing a show at all. And I'm trying to remember what we did in terms of like lines. Like, did somebody uh, read that? Becky wrote uh, read everything for you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, shout out um, to her uh, for sh- doing that. Well, sure. Because um, she was music about. directing, right? 
She music directed the, the kids. kids. Sorry, sorry. And us. then yeah. uh, Al music directed. Um, sorry, Allison directed uh, literally everything else with our five part nun harm chorus pieces and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a. I mean, it was like it was a great show. I still have uh, the Nazi banners in my closet right now. And as always, uh, this is a great public place to put that. If I die, please know that they were from the show and not part yeah. of like a secret life that I live as a Nazi. Um, I would. They need to probably go to the high school so they leave my home. But yeah, uh, it was. You know, it was a great. I think it was a great introduction and, like I said, kind of reignited what would then go on to be a decade of theater for me and that in a community capacity. And then obviously kind of led to, I guess my job now. So, mm-hmm. um, and obviously it's like a super special moment cause we met and blah, sure, blah. A super special moment. Cause we met and, um, sure. It was, I mean, that was, I'm trying to think. I mean, every show that I did in Milford was just another step towards like, where sure. I am now, so you know. Sure, I. The funny thing important. is, you, uh, you are, you at that age, very similar to how you are now, which is like helpful, overly helpful, <laughs> and just like on top of things, especially I guess in regards to that, where like I just remember you always, like your lines were down. You knew music. It, you were just always very prepared. I had a lot of lines though, out yeah. of out of like the children, the Correct. smaller children. I the probably, younger half. I had the most lines. Surely. You did because uh, in a weird way, Brigida has more. Lines we didn't than, say that. I played Brigida. Sure, she was Brigida <laughs> and ours. Uh, had more than like Louisa and Gretel. It was. And I just think more it probably was Liesel the and mo- then Brigida. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, okay, so friends that's how we met each other when she was like just a young uh, child and i was uh some kind of age all right what to be clear we're friends then no oh just, no just no, everybody no, no. I just, for the record i mean here's the thing like in a way that is helpful potentially to you <laughs> we were not friends i do not remember you. like great I, like i barely remember knowing you and then and you have described on, it as i was like an adult yeah like you were correct well yeah, of course. Yeah, like I was, this, I was like Charlie Brown a style. Child, you were one of the adults. You so you were just like another adult. To was me. I at least like a cool adult? Well, of course, thank you. But of course, thanks. You were like a, another adult, but like kind of cooler than the other adults. Um, well, now you don't have to say that. I've prompted you. No, and then and then you were my director, and you like went off and started your own stuff, and you were my director, and then, um, you know, I grew up and I was I was an adult, and you were like. Not I. I would nope, say this, like this, a mentor. Like I thought, eject. I thought of you as like a mentor. Sure, and, and now, then it genuinely wasn't until I was twenties. Twenty, yeah. Great. Let's eject from here. Okay, we so friends. we're going to talk about Sound of Music. Uh, if you don't know, Sound of Music is a Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, vehicle, and it is based kind of loosely on a true story of Maria von Trapp and the von Trapp family, uh, von Trapp family singers. Um, it is, I mean, it's probably one of the best known musicals, I would say. Yeah, I would say that. Um, 1959 on Broadway, 1961 on the West End. It would go on to have several revivals and, um, go on tour, although it hasn't been on tour in a minute. Um. I was going to say, in terms of, like, Broadway and professional stuff, I feel like maybe not done as often as no, other stuff. No, but do you know what? But they in did a community theater way? Recently, sure, community theater in a high school. I feel oh, like it's weirdly a high school, very place. popular. Um, they did a, now I don't know when, and maybe it'll be in this retelling, but um, they did, um, 
Andrew Lloyd Webber retooled it a little. And, like, did. cleaned it up. And then they did a search. The UK has had this. America has done it once. And we did it with Greece. And where they, like, search. They do, like, essentially, like, an American Idol-style search for, like, the yeah. person who's going to go in. And they have done that. They've had way more seasons of that. But they did one with Maria. And so, um, in Sound of Music. So, it's it's a little bit more potentially prevalent over across the pond. But it did uh, open on Broadway in 1959, starring Mary Martin and Theodore B- Bickle. Um, sure, Mary Martin, potentially, weirdly, well-known. Like, I know her as Maria, but she's very well-known. She played Peter Pan for, like, 85 years. Oh. Like, literally 100 years. You say Mary Martin, and I think of um, South Pacific. Sure. Also that. Also that. She was in a ton of stuff. Um, sure, she was in a lot of stuff, but she really did play Peter Pan for, like, 100 years. Her sure. and uh, Kathy Rigby. Uh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, we potentially know it the best as the 1965 film starring yeah. Julie Andrews yeah. and Christopher Plummer and a bunch of other kids. Uh, and it would go on. It also won a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about the awards later. But the interesting thing is the movie, not the same as the stage play. That's something you learn when you do the stage version. They're not exactly the same. Some songs are different. Oh, sure. You don't remember the show. Well, Just no, based no, no. on the look on I'm your face right you- now. I know the musical, so I'm potentially confused because it's been years since I've seen the movie. So I don't remember them being that different. They're not significantly, but also not not significantly. So, um, yeah, Uh, we will talk about that. We'll potentially just get right into it. But it is based on it's interesting because it is based on kind of a true story. uh, And we will get into that. We begin act one in Salzburg, Austria, just before (laughs) World War Two. Uh, nuns from the Nunberg Abbey singing. <laughs> sure, I don't can't read. I don't know the Latin. It's probably you do it. Dixis Dom. Domus. It's like it's like Dici. Thank you, Dici Dominus. Thank you. One of the postulants. Sure, that sounds. If I recall, singing that song. Yep. One of the postulants, Maria Rayner, is on the nearby mountainside, regretting leaving the beautiful hills, and she sings the titular, "The Sound of Music," and this is iconic. I think everybody knows this scene in the movie. Sure, sure. Um, she spins around. She spins around. Yeah, and... it's a beautiful shot. Um, and you know, if you do the show, you have to have the mountain backdrop. Like you can't do yeah. the show just like lighting a psych, which is like my favorite thing. You have to have the backdrop. Uh, th- they play a large role, and she she sings that. She spins around. There's a great. Um, if if you go on the interwebs, there's a very funny thing of kylo ren doing it malfunctioning <laughs> on a disney ride and they someone put this underneath and it's great uh, same honestly same vibe so um she is out gallivanting around in the hills she returns late to the abbey i think you should be careful Sorry. i think you hear like the bells or something and she realizes yeah. she's like running later the clock and so she dashes back to the abbey where the mother abbess and the other nuns have been considering what to do about the free spirit in the song maria and it's it's great again here's the thing all the music in this show i think well rogers and hammerstein arguably during this time in which they're writing they've got sound of music oklahoma um you know south pacific all kind of are all hallmarked by music that's just good all Mm -hmm. the music is good there's nothing nothing happens in it that you're like well this is not good it's all it's all really great so they sing maria and it's the classic things of like how do you solve a problem like maria Maria explains her lateness, saying she was raised in, uh, on that mountain and apologizes for singing the garden without permission. The, the mother abbess joins her in her song, joins her in song, My Favorite Things. 
this is one of the biggest changes in which they sing my favorite things two seconds into the show we know it in the movie it obviously happens during the storm and there's like the whole thing but it happens the same song but they actually sing it in a in a, in a moment where they're kind of like reminiscing where she's like yes i understand your free-spiritedness because i too had that and these are some of my favorite things and then that's where that song goes so it's like gotcha. in the beginning of the show sure i don't i mean okay yeah Oh, my God. Sure. Uh, the mother abbess tells her that she should spend some time outside the abbey to decide whether she is suited for being a nun. She sure. will act as the governess to the seven children of a widower, Austro-Hungarian Navy submarine captain, Georg von Trapp. Sure. I don't know if we need to know that. We just that need to know so he's Austrian. Navy sure. He's just a captain, y'all. And uh, a military man. He's a military captain. and Navy. And... So, I mean, essentially, this is the thing. is like, it's very clear that she wants to be a nun, but, like, potentially not suited for that life. Like, not so great. And She so, wants to want to be a nun. Correct. And she doesn't actually want to. She wants to be in the hills, I guess. No, but <laughs> the, I mean, this is the thing where, essentially, they're like, um, why don't you leave? And just, yeah. like, give that a spin and see how that goes. And so she leaves <laughs> uh, and arrives at the villa of Captain Von Trapp. He explains her duties and summons the children's with a boatswain's call. So, like, essentially the whistle. A whistle. Uh, they march in, clad in uniforms, and he teaches her their individual signals on call, but she openly disapproves of this militaristic approach. So, in the scene, it's it's a fun it's a fun one because he essentially is like, hello, welcome to my home, let me call the children, and does a series of, like, whistles, yeah. and they all come running from, like, a thousand Everywhere. different yeah. places and line up in in line in their like little sailor outfits. Yeah. And it's like very like cold and kind of removed from warmth and she is like, "Oh, no thank you." Yeah. And um does the thing where he hands her a whistle and is like, "This is how you will call them." And he goes to leave, she blows the whistle and he's like, "Yes." And she's like, "How will I, I call you?" you? And he's like, oh, Bob, you won't, you can just be like, hey. But she gives the whistle back, and she's like, no thanks, I won't need this. So already within two seconds of them meeting, she's like, no thanks, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um, <coughs> she when uh, as soon as she's alone with them, uh, they immediately sense her <laughs> not knowing anything and begin to try to take advantage of her in terms of like. Uh, they do the whole thing where they're like, our previous governess allowed us to like, you know, it's the thing where you have like a new babysitter and you're like, oh, my parents let me stay up all night long. I don't have to go to bed. And so they kind of start to do that. But, uh, and she, they, they tell her she's like one of a billion, they've had a billion governesses because they're all like awful children that just keep dismissing them. And so she's like, okay, let me win you over through song. That's what, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's what the Wikipedia says. Uh, but she basically discovers I guess in, like, a real precursor to a bunch of other shows where, like, music is not available and then people discover music. But they don't know how to sing. They don't know music. It's been removed from the house. And I think Liesl a little bit says, like, we used to, but then, like, our mom died and our dad was like, no thank, no more music. So she teaches them the basics of music in a song called Do Re Mi. Sure, she goes real music theory on them. <laughs> she does, but in like a real fun sing song, your children kind of way, and because she brings a guitar with her. Yes, and so she bops out that guitar, and she's like, "Here we go." And it is—it's a funny thing because I think 
everybody kind of this is another song i think that's really pretty well known it's a long ass song that goes on for a minute i you know what's funny is i this is actually one of the things that i distinctly remember learning this song both times i did the show okay because it was you have have different parts and you have different parts yep and listeners if you're familiar with the song you like for children, this sure, song it's is a pretty hard. Complicated. Well, it's complicated. There are so many different sections. I was just gonna say it's long. There's diff- people singing different things, and then there's a whole section where it's like a little call and response, but then they just go, and it's and like each child has their own note yeah. that they sing, and you have to. It's like you do it sure, slow, just, and then you sure. do it fast, and then sure do it. You. Well, it won't make sense if I do it myself because then it just sounds like a melt. But it's do mi 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 so so but re each, fa fa la ti ti. But each, each note kid is a is different, a different kid, note. Yeah. So as Gretel, you go do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, as the youngest, uh, we sure when we did it, it was very cute. Um, our girl who played Gretel, who now is like a recording artist. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. She's, she's gone totally, on to like yeah. do some stuff. Um, hey, husband. Uh, <laughs> but she showed up to. I sure. I distinctly remember her coming to auditions because she showed up in kind of like a little peasanty, uh, like cute dress. She dress was like six or seven, six young, she and she cool. had little cute like buns in her hair. And we were like, what in the world? And then was adorable and honestly had a good singing audition where we were like, okay, great. So, um, which story checks out. Uh, And so. She was teeny tiny though. She's still kind of teeny tiny. Um, And so they do this whole song and essentially via this song, she like wins them over. And they're like, okay, we won't, we won't be mean to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've taught us to sing the magic of song. Um, We cut to Rolf. A young messenger delivers a telegram and then meets with the eldest child, Liesel, outside the villa. Uh, They have, like, a little rendezvous because they're like, you know, hey. Uh, He claims that he knows what's right for her because he is a year older than she is, and they sing 16 going on 17. It's, like, an adorably cute little flirty song. It is. Where he's like, well, and I guess, like, I guess in the lens of 2022, he's like, I know what's best for you, which now is, like, well, I get in the Here's parlance the thing, of the song, though. though, she's like, no, you don't. Exactly. If you look at it, if you look at it as the, like, flirty, innocent time that it's meant to be, she kind of gives it right back to him. Sure. And she's like, she's like, okay, like. Well, I'll, I will go I'll out with other s- people. It's fine. Yeah, sure. like, I, I don't know. I just it's very it's, cute. It's just, like, innocent flirting. Where she's it is like, innocent flirting. If you flirting. say so. Uh, I will say, so there have been many, obviously, iterations of this <laughs> show. And right after we did it, they did the live they did. version NBC with Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Sure. In which, um, it was fine. Like, in a funny way, though, I, we have talked, I've talked to our choreographer about it many times where I'm like, I think our choreography was better, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the guy who played Ralph looked like he was 35. I and remember, I was like, I don't remember who Sure, we will maybe look it up. Um, it was like, I'll maybe post a picture where I was like, he's not 17 going on 18. He's like, got a day job and close to retirement. He's wondering about his 401k. Um, but classic anyway they sing this song it's a very flirty time there's like a little dance break in it mm-hmm. and they she kisses him at the end yes. and then he like runs he bikes away and she like does a very cute like squealy like oh. exuberant time because she got her kiss it wasn't anybody that correct he doesn't have a wikipedia page correct michael kim pay now 
Oh, he's he's a Broadway guy, but oh, again, is? just too old. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the housekeeper, Frau Schmidt, gives Maria materials to make new clothes as she only came in with a dress, like literally a single dress. <laughs> and uh, Maria, because Maria has also given all her possessions to the poor because she was going to be a nun, uh, she as she's like, what do the children play in? She wants more material because they don't have play clothes. They only have uniforms. And Frau Schmidt is like, uh, the Von Trapp children do not play. And Maria's like, no problem. And she eyeballs the curtains. Uh, <laughs> Maria sees Liesel slipping in through the window, wet from a sudden thunderstorm, but agrees to keep her secret. And it's very cute. Uh, Maria is, like, praying at her bed. And Liesel's trying to sneak in. And Maria's, like, catches her. And she's like, and dear Lord, please let Liesel know that I'm, <laughs> like, it's very cute moment yeah. where, you know, out of all the kids... Liesel's the oldest and probably, you know, in, like, a real-life way, taking on, like, whatever motherly duties, you know, yeah. come to that. And so she, probably out of all the children, has the most reluctance to accept Maria, you know, accept Maria, where she's like, I don't, well, really, she's I don't oldest, really need so this. Well, she's the oldest, so if any of the kids are going to remember their mom. Correct. And, she, and it's her. And, and it's the thing where Maria's like, I just want to be a friend. Like, I'm not trying to do anything. And Liesel, so it's, they have kind of a nice moment where, uh, you know, they... They have a nice moment where you can see that they will be friends and not nobody's trying to replace anybody, etc. Um, as the thunderstorm rages on, the other children appear in the bedroom, scared from the thunder, and they sing Lonely Goat Herd, which is a change from the movie. Great tune. Sure. So, in the movie, this is where they sing my favorite things, and that's obviously a different thing. And Goat Herd gets its own scene where they have like an elaborate puppet marionette show. theater yeah uh here's a fun fact it doesn't happen in the stage show because it was simply why would you have all those things and this was the part that mo uh, i got the most where it was like well where's the puppet scene and i was like sure this is the stage version it's different there but thank you no so much scene. there is no puppet scene that was like a fun time for the movie so uh they sing lonely goat herd it is a very fun and song also, it's cuter that way i, I think. think so too yeah well, she's, like, trying to take their mind off of the thunderstorm, so she sings this, like, cutesy song, and they get into it, uh, and they all, like, take part. Liesel comes back in after, when she comes in soaking wet, Maria's like, go change. Sure, well, Liesel's like, are you going to tell my father? And Maria's like, no, go put on, I have an extra nightgown, like, go put that on. And then she rejoins. A fun fact that happened during our show is the last day, our Liesel forgot to come back on. <laughs> she was like, I think chatting with our costumer and then was like, oh, uh, shit, I have to get back on stage. So we, Love and that. she did. So it was good. Um, they sing that song and it kind of, there's a little bit of a time jump, but essentially you get the sense like they love her. Everybody's getting along all is well. No problems here. Uh, Cap Captain Von Trapp arrives a month later from Vienna with the Baroness Elsa Schrader and Max Detweiler. Elsa tells Max that something is preventing the captain from marrying her. He opines that only poor people have the time for great romances. <laughs> and they sing How Can Love Survive? It's a very, um, Max in particular is the comic relief of this kind of otherwise serious-ish show. Um, but he is, like, kind of always, he's, like, always trying to work an angle. And he's yeah. very, but he's very funny about it. Elsa is a cold German lady, I guess. I don't know what else, how else to describe her, but kind of uptight you can tell she wants to marry the captain you get the sense maybe for his money and some other issues and things like that but um they kind of sing that ralph enters looking for liesel and greets them with a heil we start to now get the sense of the looming world war ii 
and especially Austria's proximity to Germany, um, in which listeners, I'm sorry that our podcast keeps turning into a history podcast, but uh, essentially um, Austria, Germany, real close to one another. And so German sentiment, especially of the Third Reich and Nazis, really started to spill into Austria and there was a sense of like where are they going to land in the war mm-hmm. uh, and so you start to see it and it's in, in the show it's done through Ralph uh, the captain orders him away saying that he is an Austrian not German um, Maria and it's this very buttoned up Elsa's very buttoned up and kind of cold the, Maria and the children enter playing leapfrog wearing the curtains uh, because she has taken the curtains and made them into play clothes and <laughs> sure, from old drapes in her room infuriated the captain sends them off to change she tells him that they need to sure that they need him to love him and he angrily orders her back to the abbey and so basically he sees them they're not he's been gone for a month and the kids are now like fun and fancy free and like actually having a nice time and he is like what has happened while i'm gone what did you do to my kids correct and so he orders them to leave and she basically in a way where you can tell no one in his life does this, stands up to him yeah. and is like, they just want you to love them. That That's what they need from you. They don't need orders and, you know, rules and things. They, they just need you. And so as that's happening and he's like, get out of here, you hear them in the distance start, start to sing um, a reprise of The Sound of Music, and it's very lovely, and uh, to welcome Frau Schrader. And as they're singing... <laughs> sure music is magical apparently yeah. in the show it wins him over and Turns he has him around it does and he has this little moment where it kind of wins him over and you see him kind of melt and get you know like soften and then he's like oh, and then they all run over and hug he him. comes in strong with the i believe doesn't he what he he <laughs> he comes in strong he's like my heart will be blessed. sure he starts to sing yeah and they're all they sure he he jumps in and they've never seen him sing no, or like sure do anything not. musical and so there's it's a very cute moment where he kind of finishes the song and they join it but the kids are all like dumbfounded by it and yeah. they're just like whoa sure that does happen um so they embrace it's a super cute scene where he's like oh i like I, you know i love you whatever uh alone with maria he asks her to stay thanking her for bringing music back into his house and elsa of course is suspicious until she explains until maria explains she'll return to the abbey in september mm-hmm. so they have this moment and it's it's that thing where he has to kind of eat crow a little bit right where he's like you leave and then he's like hey Actually, please don't. Just kidding. <laughs> so, so sorry. Thank you. You have returned a thing that I didn't even realize I was missing. Uh, Elsa convinces the captain to give a party. And basically, sure, this is interesting where... Sure, we skip a little bit. Uh, Elsa basically uh, convinces him to give a ball, essentially, like a big party, to welcome her. And as we, as it kind of spins up into the ball, the children are like, "We can we go? We can't can't go? Liesel, whatever." And Maria's like, "Oh, I not me, no thanks." And so you kind of get the sense. It's an interesting. Uh, more dynamics of the pending war appear in the party, mm-hmm. where guests are discussing Nazi Germany, who belongs with who, yeah, um, and the annexation of Austria, and the it's very adult and the kids are kind of watching from like a little bit like they're not like locked in a room they're just not part of the party they're watching from like afar and 
Kurt asks Maria to teach him. Like hiding behind a bush or something. She's like watching. Sure, you. Oh, sure, with a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Mar- Burkina does. Sure. What a weirdo. Um. Sure. She's like a little creeper, but also. No. But help. But honestly, helps the plot along, so it's fine. Sure. Uh, Kurt asks Maria to teach him to dance the, the Lindler. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that surely is not how that should no. be pronounced based on the spelling. No, but I, but remember, I remember it being, being called, called the Lindler, but yeah. that says Lindler. Sure. Well, write us, know. let us know. Uh, when he fails, sure. And so Maria's like, yeah, let's go. And he struggle buses because he's yeah. like a small child. Yeah. And the captain notices and comes in and says, like, step aside and starts to dance with Maria. Um, in a real, uh, like, hey, oh, kind of moment, they start to dance, and it gets, you know, it gets, like, a little more than just goofing around with Kurt. It's dance. It's, sure, sure, yeah, sure it's the seduction of dance. And <laughs> uh, essentially, they kind of come face to face, and she breaks away because she's embarrassed. Sure, this is, Wikipedia says she's embarrassed and confused. I don't think she's embarrassed and confused. I think she's embarrassed, and I think unexpectedly, like, uh-oh, attracted and so i you know it's that thing where she kind of steps away and, he, and and the kids are all like what's wrong with you and she's like i don't remember the rest i and gotta go yeah and they're like uh okay like whatever like it's yeah, very in a very kinda, kid way they're like what's wrong keep going she's like uh i can't mm, nope i gotta go correct uh and then elsa kind of oversees it and essentially it's interesting because um I, I think uh, maybe I'm a little out of order, but she's like, Maria, you should attend. Like, come go. I have a dress for you. Come be part of the ball. Yeah, I think that happens at the beginning. Sure. Like, all the children kind of run on, and she's there, and she's like, oh, no, I'm going to hang out with the kids. Yes. And Elsa, like, convinces her to. I think, and then, well, because then she, so they leave, and, like, Georg and Elsa go back into the party, and discussing the expected marriage between Elsa and the captain, Brigida tells Maria that she hey. thinks Maria and the captain are really in love with each other. Sure. This is. I remember you. Sure. I remember this very specifically because you delivered it in a way that was such where it's like just that thing where you're like, I know something. I think you're in love with him, and I think he's in love with you, and it's just a very cute, like I said, <laughs> plot progressing moment where Brigida's like, Oh, I know what's up. You guys love each other, and Maria's she like, knows No, she's always reading. Sure. Uh, she's that's like I read the, this in one of my novels. Sure. That is the <laughs> hallmark of Brigida. She always has a book. Um. And so uh, Maria's like, what, what? No, I don't think so. And it was very funny. As an actor, as a child actor. Sure. Um, well, just in a way where most kids in theater are in, like, kids' shows. So you don't act with Correct. adults. You act with kids. Correct. And that is a very different thing. Sure. And so as an act, like, as a kid actor, it was very fun to, like, play against an adult and be like, you like him <laughs> and sure. have, like have an adult well it's fun I, if i recall brigida has a very line where Act she's like well he's in love with you oh, and yeah, you're like oh damn yeah, yeah and and it's just one of those things where she's like isn't it obvious sure where I she's just like knew. duh i know everybody knows um so it's very cute and of course it flusters maria <laughs> and she's like uh gets flustered and uh, doesn't know what to do and then the kids sing, uh, Elsa asks the captain to allow the children to say goodnight to the guests, and they sing so long, farewell. It's an adorable, cute song that also, again, for children, kind of weirdly complicated. Sure. Here's the thing. Sound of music, I mean, Rogers and Hammerstein in general, Sure, kind of no joke when it comes to 
Well, when you think about it's kids potentially ages six or seven through, I mean, if you cast by age, 18 or 19. Yeah. You know, Liesl being 16, but you maybe cast her older. Ours were all pretty much to age. And they're having to do, you know, complicated music. But this one in particular is super cute. The dance is always cute. It's, it's um, just adorable. And it's all to each kid's kind of personality. And they all say goodnight. And then they say goodbye. And then all the guests also sing goodnight. And then they wave. And that's it. Iconically up a staircase and out. Yeah. So. I got to do, I think we did with Aspen. She climbed oh, up the staircase. Correct. Someone, and, Megan picks her up. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to say, when I did it the first time also, same thing. We, Climb up the staircase. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's it's one of those things where you don't want to, you can't, you know, you don't get locked in by blocking and stuff, especially for a stage version. It's largely dependent on what your set looks like and things like that. But boy, is there some iconic things that happen in Sound of Music that you're like, little Gretel lays down and says, the sun has gone to bed and so must I. Mm-hmm. And then Liesl picks her up and they she fake sleeps and you carry her up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very cute song, and as this is happening, Max takes note of how talented this family of children <laughs> is and makes a mental note that he wants them to be in a festival, which he's organizing. The guests leave the dining room, and Maria slips out the front door with her luggage. Oh, my gosh. Sure, she, like, she ghosts him in the night, essentially. She Cinderella's out in a way where yeah. it's, like, bing bong, and well, she's like, bye. Nina freaks her out, and she's like, oh, no, no, we... Sure, she does not stick around. She definitely takes off. Um, At the Abbey, Maria says that she is ready to take her vows, but Mother Abbess realizes that she is running away from her feelings and tells her to face the captain and discover if they love each other and tells her to search for and find the life she was meant to live. And she sings Climb Every Mountain. Sure, which is, um, if you're playing Mother Abbess or Mother Superior, uh, it's this is your banger number. And it closes that first act where you're like, what's up? First that closer done. And um I mean it's another one of the like famous songs from the show. I mean it's just a very well known song. The thing about this show is that literally every song like Yeah, in a way where here's the funny thing. In this show in particular where there is some stuff like there's throwaway songs, like even Except for um, Max and Elsa songs. Nobody knows those. No, but even that is like, well, the, you know what? That's part teasing. of that. Got that's one of the things that got cut from the movie. They do not sing that song. Yeah. So it's one of those things. But it's like, sure, every song you pretty much know the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, ex- you've except at potentially least the Max it. and Elsa songs, which all got cut from the movie. Sure. So uh, you've at least heard the songs, of course. Uh, uh, we go into the before. second act, uh, and Max. Is, we open it with Max teaching the children how to sing on stage, and. Sure. They are all, like, sad about it. They're all, like, sad sex. I just, this scene, I remember this scene being so funny because the kids basically get given permission to, like, mess around. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to be paying attention, and, like, Max is getting very frustrated he gets, that you're, like, he's like, not paying attention, yeah. not being serious, and the kids... Gretel's like, I have a, I can't sing, my finger hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's adorable, he but... This is her finger. It's... Correct. It's cute. Uh, they... The captain comes out and they're like, you know, the, he they're, sure, and then tries to help them and they're just like, you're not Maria. It's the classic, like, you're not doing it right. Yeah. You're not doing it like mom does it. Yeah. And <laughs> and so he's like, well, guess what? I'm marrying Elsa in, <laughs> uh, in a real move. And and then he kind of walks off and they go, well, let's cheer. What did, what did Frau, you know, what did Maria always say? And they go, oh, let's sing my favorite things. So you get my favorite things reprised here. And as they're singing... 
they hear like from a distance they hear her join in and it's like it's actually like a really cute thing because it starts off really kind of slow and sad and they're like mm-hmm. meh, meh, mopey mopey and then as she sings it picks up momentum there's like a nice kind of tempo change and it gets this energy where they're all excited and they finish it out the song she's back uh they're like yay i think brigitte the one who's like guess what my dad's getting married to elsa Probably. and she's like okay so uh she said uh, she gets told that um sure and Lee, I sure I think it's Brigitte that tells her and then Liesel's like yes he cuz she understands yeah the the gravity of it and she understands that maybe Maria was like coming back and so there's like a nice moment there Maria says uh she will stay until the captain can arrange for another governess and it's nice uh you cut to Max and Elsa arguing with the captain about the imminent uh, the imminent Nazi uprising and kind of the annexing of Austria, and they sing No Way to Stop It, the three of them. This is a song that got cut. Uh, and I mean, it's, fair enough. it's one of those things where the captain is like, no way, no how, definitely not joining the Nazis. You can forget it. Max is like one of those characters. He's interesting because he's just like, I don't have an allegiance to anyone, but care. I, I want to be on the side that's winning or yeah. is going to not hurt me. Yeah. And so he's kind of in that way. And the captain's like, well, you have no backbone. <laughs> like, there's a moment. Yes. in every facet of his life. Yeah. And especially when it comes to the Nazis. His life. Yes. So it's kind of one of those things, though, where, like I said, it's it's a little bit of a sad moment. Mm. But the captain is like, I won't. Like, I'm Austrian. Yeah. You can go F yourself. Elsa breaks off the engagement, and uh, alone, the captain and Maria finally admit that they love each other, <laughs> um, and they just want to be an ordinary couple, and uh, there is a song here, but it got headed, I think, later, because it's not in this synopsis, but they scroll, sing, scroll down and try to find it. I'm in it, they sing, um, sure, it's not in here, an ordinary couple, but I believe it gets changed to um, something... They're blah blah oh, something. Yeah. I'm um um. <laughs> sure. No no no. I know what you're talking about. Um, something. Some, something good. Childhood. Yeah. Must have done Must something. Have done something good. Thank you. So that song replaces an ordinary couple. It's a. It's a really. It's really a good duet. song. Yep. Uh. So they sing that, and then you get into the wedding processional in which they get married, and you have to do the whole, a whole wedding scene. It's, it's bananas. Um, I remember it being a drag. Like, everybody didn't. Sure. Nobody wanted to do the scene. Well, we it's were like, just okay, not now great. stand in your dress. And I it's very did boring. get to keep my party dress and my wedding dress from the first show that I did. The first time I did the show. Sure. We supplied, we must have. Your own? Supplied our own dresses. No, they must have bought them and then just let them keep it. Maybe because they had no use for well, Yeah. They, where we they're like, we don't need children's sure. stuff. We sometimes school. do that. Oh, for high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I did the production. It was not a community theater production. It was, it high, was school. a high school production. That's how they found us. They recruited us from the elementary school um, in the area, and they let us keep the party dress and the wedding dress. And I wore it all the remember, time. Yes, okay. I distinctly remember using them. I think I wore, I think I wore my wedding dress on Easter. <laughs> cool. Um, like a year later, it also happens to be my birthday. It was the one year of my life that Easter fell on my birthday, so I wore my wedding dress. French Wendy is a March birthday. From Sound of Music. Uh, good job. We didn't let you keep anything, I'm pretty sure. 
Uh, no. I mean, like, the sailor costumes, I think, were rented, weren't they? We borrowed them from Novi Civic Theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, we didn't keep it. We did some borrowing. Uh, it's a, so when we did it, there's I think a funny. I my own shoes. <laughs> great job. There's a funny thing. So there's a little scene before the wedding where Maria is, like, getting ready with the other nuns. And so there's Mother Abbess and then two other nuns that, like, hang. And it's very funny because she has no friends other than these nuns. So yeah. she's getting ready. And there's a moment where one of the other nuns pulls out a nightgown from her suitcase for her, like, honeymoon. Yeah. And she is, like, scandalized. She's, like, Mur-, or they're, like, mother or sister, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. um, we did it, though. We wanted no controversy. Uh, we <laughs> did, like, a long sleeve, like, flannel nightgown. So that's the joke of it is that the nuns are scandalized by this, like, flannel. Unfla- yeah. Like, it's not lingerie. And that is the thing I got letters about. I got one email that was like, why would you do that joke? I had to explain to a grandchild, and I was like, sure, not what the Nazis, not the anything gown. else. Got it. But I don't know. People are crazy. Uh, I think it's Sister Margareta. It is. Uh, so they get married. We, you do the whole professional. The nuns are singing. They sing uh, a reprise of Maria. Whatevs. Maria and the captain go on their honeymoon and leave, and Max prepares the children to perform in the festival uh, without telling the captain, and is just like, well, he's on a sunny moon. Which, I love that they go on a month. I think they're, no, no, it's not a month, but they're gone for a long time. And he's trying to get them to sing. Um, Herr Zeller comes and wants to know why the flag, they're not flying the flag of Nazi Germany now that Austria has been annexed. And Max is just like, oh, I don't know how to talk to Who is? Yeah. He is like, um, sure, he's, he's essentially, this is like, sure some german uh he's essentially like not the sheriff but just the like representative of the area okay uh he's a bad guy he's a nazi uh captain von trapp and maria return early from their honeymoon before the festival that's why max was like we're just gonna do the festival and they'll be gone so no big deal like they'll never know and the captain is like "Uh, no thank you and uh because of the german the nazi occupation Max argues that they should sing for Austria, but the captain points out that it no longer exists. Um, sure. What's okay? No, I thought... Okay, (laughs) so, um, Maria and Liesl, as they're having this discussion, Maria asks Liesl, hey, have you had any letters delivered recently? Obviously referring to Ralph, and, um... Sure, apparently, do they sing a 16 going on 17 reprise real quick? Mm-hmm. Ralph, inch, but Liesl's like, no, I haven't had any telegrams, and she's kind of sad about it. Ralph she enters. Heard from her man. Sure, Ralph enters with a telegram that offers the captain a commission in the German Navy, and Liesl is upset to discover that Ralph is now a committed Nazi. And sure. he does roll in and, like, yeah. the whole thing. He's got the swastika armband, he's going for it. Well, and it's kind of the, um, it's like the emotional piece of the Correct. Nazi part. Like, where. You, the whole time you're like, ah, the Nazis are the bad guys. And then it's like. Her childhood love. That you're like rooting for. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, And obviously the captain is like, get out. (laughs) Even more so now. He's like, no, thanks. Um, They, Georg and Maria discuss uh, what they're going to do. Because now when he, when they say he's offered a commission in the Nazi military it's basically you need to come be here it's not like well you have a choice like if you it's, want to or you don't like want a friendly to job offer no like, it's if you, if you say no you, but right and so he's like what are we gonna do because he does not want to be accept or you 
die, essentially. <laughs> Uh, and so they talk about what they're going to do and decide that they secretly must flee Austria. Uh, German Admiral von Treiber arrives to find out why Captain von Trapp has not answered the telegram. Uh, and he explains that Germ- the German Navy holds him in high regard, offers him the commission, and tells him re- immediately to report to Bremerhaven to assume command. And this is the thing where he comes in, he's like, why haven't you answered? And, you know... The captain's like, oh, uh, we were on our honeymoon, and, you know, we couldn't, and da-da-da-da. And so uh, he's like, well, you need to go right now. Like, this is the part where it's not a job. It's not a job offer. It's like, you need to go, and, like, we'll see you later. Yeah. And Maria steps in and goes, oh, he can't. We have to sing at this festival. And so uh, Admiral von Schreiber is like, well, okay, sure, go to the festival, and we'll, we'll wait. And then you can come right after the festival. No problem. Yeah. And so off they go to the concert. Uh, they sing an elaborate reprise of Do Re Mi with everybody singing, and it's very funny. Like I remember in the movie, at least they just have him be like, "And now you sing this line." Like they have to insert him into these songs because obviously he was never he has never performed with them. Yeah. But they sing Do Re Mi, and it's like very tense. Like it's not like a fun freewheeling performance. No. Everybody is tense. The kids kind of understand what's happening, uh, and it's 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 just a whatever. Um. As they go to tally the scores, uh, Max brings out a guitar to Captain Von Trapp, and he sings Edelweiss. And to this day, this is one of my favorite songs. Sure, it's I think it's gorgeous. And is this the first time they sing it? Sure, sure this bud, is a change that, from the movie. Sure, but that is why if you saw me scrolling, I was like, when does he sing this song? Sure, this it is, is a change, change from the movie. Correct. In and the movie, he sings I'm it earlier. Maybe prefer the yeah. movie. Or he sings it earlier. Yeah. And then this is a reprise? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he sings Edelweiss, um, and it's essentially, it's, the song is about the national flower of Austria, and so it's like a little bit of a love letter to Austria, Mm -hmm. and he starts singing it, and it's one of those things where, um, in the moment, he's singing it, and he gets, like, choked up, because Mm -hmm. he's basically, like, saying goodbye, and, like, even talking about now, I was, like, sad, he just, like, he, he gets... It's it's him basically being like our country will never be the same and yeah and he's right based on what's about to happen yeah and so he sings this he gets a little choked up and then everybody like Maria steps in and like they all the they, all, start they all sing it with him yeah. and then you get kind of everybody you know in the movie everybody yeah. sings it yeah in the movie the audience like sing it's it's a real Hunger Games moment where it they is. like everybody sure. starts singing and then you cut to like all the nazis looking like nervous because they're like whatever yeah so uh they sing that and have this moment and then they exit the stage max asks for an encore and announces that this is the von trapp's family's oh sure last family last chance to sing because the captain has taken the position in the navy with the germans and so they do a reprise of uh so long farewell mm-hmm. but as they're doing it and the children run off and this is like in, it's in such contrast to the first time, where the first time it's fun and it's like good night and can I have my first taste of champagne and they leave and it's f- flirty and fun. This is like tension filled and scary and they sing it and they're like as they leave stage it's a lot of lookbacks and runs and yeah. they're running they're essentially fleeing and so they finish it. Um, and Max then announces the runners up and he basically and this is where you he does do he redeems himself because mm-hmm. he's like a good guy where he's helping them stall. And so he does, he announces the runners up and it goes and there's a funny moment with like three women from a different group come on and bow and bow to him and it's all the things. Uh, And then he announces the first trap goes to the Von Trapps and there's, it's the the most, sorry, the first prize goes (laughs) to the Von Trapps 
and there's a moment where it's like the music is like bum bum and it's yeah. the spotlight is empty is like goes to the curtain there's nobody and then he goes he says it again and you go bum bum and then it goes to the curtain and there's nothing and then finally uh in nazi traps. sure a nazi oh, runs back and says the von traps are gone and it ins- and like a whole thing Chaos ensues. ensues and so you and the music picks up now it was an interesting thing because when we did it we put five guys Scary. in Nazi uniforms in the audience and sure. had them slam doors and scream across the audience. I'm going to tell you. Sure, everybody told us it was very scary. Sure. I, as somebody whose family came to watch the show, sure. How did... I was, so I was 13, which yep. means my youngest sister was Ooh, six. Ooh, we scared Abigail. Sorry. Um, And we talked, we have talked about it since then. Oh, no. Like, it is a distinct memory yeah. that my family collectively has. Oh, no. Has. Of, like, people busting in from yeah. the back of the auditorium. Yeah. and Screaming. Like, sure. When, and I it was just, a- when I just did that and I went, the Von Traps, where are yeah. they? We yell that sometimes in my house. Great. Uh, memorable quotes. Love that for you guys. Uh, sure. We had it. It was all, like, they were 18, 19-year-old boys. Like, yeah. men, essentially. And they yeah. were kids. But, to me. But, um, like, adult men yelling, screaming, Close the doors! Get them! Like, yeah. it was crazy. So, uh, that's fun. Uh, it cuts to... Sure, real immersive theater. <laughs> well, you know, in a way where I hate that for me as an audience member, but I love to do it as, it like, a director. It makes sense. Uh, well, it just adds to it, I think, you yeah. know? Uh, and the in the theater we were in, too, lent itself very well it to did, that. where you have to get in the audience. Correct. The audience. You were, There's lots of good, like, aisles and things to be in that you, it was whatever. We were, we were at Lakeland, Lakeland right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so essentially we cut back to the Von Trapps now are back at the Abbey because they're hiding. And as the, as the Nazis continue to search for them, uh, they are going to borrow a car, but it, it, they can't because they can't arouse suspicion. And so they make the decision to go through the mountains, uh, and cross into Switzerland. I believe this says that they closed the borders. They can't drive because they, well, that too, I think, but I think it was a couple things. Uh, who knows? Uh, and then as they're getting ready to like hide and like go to the mountains, Ralph stumbles upon them and they have this moment because Liesel is obviously torn a little bit to be like, Oh, and they're all very scared. And you know, Gerg's like, I'm going to have to shoot it. Like it's a whole thing. He has, he has the opportunity to, to turn them, turn to, in the family to basically say, I found them girlfriend and pretty much he doesn't, he, doesn't. he says they're not here and lets them escape. And it's a real sad, honestly, like, poignant moment because Liesl, at, in, like, one breath is sad, but, like, also a little redeemed where he's like, well, she, he's not a complete, like, but this is the thing where if you dig deeper and you look historically, and this is the thing about war and sides and stuff, we tend to, and potentially rightly so, also in the lens of today, uh, Nazis just all bad people, and some of it was just you got swept up in that party, yeah. and you were just like, "Well, I think I believe in what they're saying, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take orders, and I'm gonna or do even all this if you stuff." Didn't, trying to save your own life, correct? And, so yeah. you you kind of it's this moment, and then you know they escape into the mountains, and uh, it, it like I said, it's nice. The Nazis leave. Um, the there's the funny thing when the nun is like, "I took the carburetor or whatever," and she's like, "I have." I've sinned. Like, I've done a bad thing. And she's disabled their car, uh, the Nazis' car. And then you cut to the Von Trapps fleeing over the Alps as the nuns sing the reprise, climb every mountain. Mm -hmm. And it is, you have to, you know, it's the classic, 
Georg has like Gretel on his back and is like carrying carrying her through the mountains mm-hmm. and they finish the show and that's that's the end of the show. So uh it is like I said, one of the most enduring and in an interesting Classic. way sure, non problematic for being nineteen fifty nine. Like th- nothing sure, comes non- up in it where you're like Bleh. Well, sure, because it interestingly addresses something that was problematic and avoids anything else that would potentially age poorly. Correct. I agree. Which sure, something good was written for the film version, and now newer productions put something good into the show instead of an ordinary couple. Uh, sure, it's see. a good song. Oh, and also, sure, in which this retelling is the original Broadway, uh, newer versions also have the song I Have Confidence. Oh, great song. Sure, and sure. she sings it on her way to uh, to to their house after leaving the Abbey because she's having a little moment. It's a great song. Sure. I, I To be fair, uh, were Rogers and Hammerstein involved in the movie? Yes. They wrote that. Okay. So they well, wrote two additional... Richard Rogers wrote Something Good and I Have Confidence. Okay, so wrote two additional songs, and then sure. those ended up... Because the film was made after Hammerstein died. Died, yeah. Yeah. So, and then it's interesting because people believe Edelweiss is a traditional Austrian song. However, it was written for the musical and didn't become known in Austria until after the film's success. Gotcha. So not actually an an Austrian folk song. Nope. And uh, here's the thing. It's won a bunch of stuff. Best musical, best performance by a leading actress for Mary Martin, uh, best featured actress in a musical for uh, Patricia Niewe, who I believe was probably Mother Abbess. Um, best uh, best conductor and musical director and best scenic design of a musical and just a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just really true. for a couple other things. Yeah, the uh, musical, the movie won five Academy Awards. So just, it's like, you, you know, it's like pretty revered. And I gotta say, for like sure. I said, it's it's now been done a bunch of times, but the songs are enduring and to the point we just made. We talk a lot about on this podcast, especially some of those shows from that time period just do not age well. No. Uh, South Pacific is one, too, where you're no. just like, now where you're like, Ugh. Oh, listeners, I'm going to tell you. Maybe we'll do South Pacific one day. Sure. I South Pacific was my second musical. I did it as a child. I I mean, I played the A daughter. Polynesian child. Yep. Okay, so, sure. Well, half, yes. Anyway, sure, I had no idea. Just to be person? super, super clear. No, no, I no. had no idea. Um, and... I had no idea until, like, a year ago when I revisited South Pacific to listen to it. I was like, oh, I've been in this show. I I remember some things about it. And came across one of the songs in the, I think, the cast recording from, like, 2005. Sure, with Kelly Yeah. Sure. And was flabbergasted when I heard some of the things that they said Correct. and then had to go back and read the synopsis to go oh my gosh i had no idea not all of their stuff ages as well but this is one of those things where especially you know we've talked before about shows the shows that are snapshots into that time period like a specific time period as well like we talked a lot about falsettos is a real snapshot of the 80s and sort yeah. of the aids pandemic but this is like a real snapshot and it takes place right before world war ii and the sentiment of a lot of people at that time you know we as americans we we came into it a little later so this is like kind of a in it place and just the feelings that people were having and again based on a true story 
So that's kind of the other, you know, the other piece of it is, uh, you know, uh, he did, you know, and it's, it's, it, it, surely it is, uh, you know, sensationalized a little bit because it had to become, it had to be that, but, uh, it is based on, there was a real Maria, there was a real Georg and he was the governess or she was the governess. And, you know, they spent some years in Austria and he was offered the commission in the German Navy and he opposed the Nazis and they did leave Austria and they went, they went by train to Italy and then traveled to London in the U S but to make it more dramatic, obviously they had him escaping through the mountains on foot, but you know, it, it did happen to them and then they would go on to be the Von Trapp family singers. And so it's kind of a neat thing where there's not a lot of shows based on a specific people, you know, in this way, uh, where it's like essence of things where like Miss Saigon, has like the time period and their characters but you know to be based on real people you know maybe the only other one i'm thinking of you know like avita or i guess jesus all the shows about jesus based on <laughs> but uh no 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 uh so it's it's just one of those shows where i think this is one of my favorite shows i'm always trying to figure out how to do it and it is a good high school show if you have the right people and uh, a good show for kids because it gives them something to do that is not just like sing abcs and stand there yeah. um they do a lot of the heavy lifting they do yeah uh and so you know i think it's one of those shows where um it is in for my sense i grew up watching the movie mm-hmm. and to have done it once and you know is always kind of a special thing and like i said for me it's the show that kicked off me getting back into theater from high school you know from high school yeah. so um and i guess i met you you know Anyway, so uh, I guess if we're going to, in a rating way, um, on a scale of zero to seven lonely goat herds, uh, what would you give it? Um, I'd give it like a 6.5. Sure. I I think it's... I'm going to be honest. I said the scale and then immediately forgot. And so when you said 6.5, I was like, I don't want to say... Oh, it's not a seven. Sure. I think it's a good show. I think it's a good show. I think it has good music. Yeah. I think it's enduring um, too. Like it's enduring for the fact that it is so old. You know, yeah. we're it is. You know, we're at like six, sixty years. When did it come out? Fifty nine, sixty plus. Yeah, yeah. It still, I think, still resonates. It's still the music is still moving. The story is still moving. So, um, trying to give it a seven. Sure. Here's the thing. I What's, gave it a yeah, five, but 0.5? I can't think of why I would not give it a full seven. Like, I can't think of a thing that I don't like. Sure. About why are you it. hedging your bets? Sure. I don't know. It just feels strong to come out with a seven, but I'll give it a seven. Great. Uh, glad I could win you over it in that way. Um, uh, done it twice. Would, def- would, would do, do it, it again. again. Sure. Too old, I think, to play Brigida or Gretel. Correct. Well, I always said, I have said this for years, I would do it again. Play. And I would come back. Well, obviously, as any of the adults now, but. Oh, you think you'd be cast as an adult? Have you looked at yourself recently? Sure, maybe Liesl. You could play Liesl, probably. Sure. Depending on the other children. Depending on the other children, I could maybe get away with playing Liesl. I think you're too young for Maria Not right now. Right now, I am. Yeah. But sure. I'm saying in the future. Listeners, this is one of the reasons why Schwindy is on the pod, because Lauren, as you know, in previous show episodes, old. So we had to replace her with a younger person. <laughs> uh, so, no, I think, sure, you could... Here's the thing. You could do any of it. It would just... it as always, would just depend. Yeah, of course. Is Georg being played by, like, a 55-year-old man? Then you may be too young, and that's weird. Correct. Is he being played by, like, a 40-year-old? Hmm, maybe that's fun. I don't know. Sure. Um, 
sure. So, yeah, I think, like I said, I think this is a great show. If you don't know it, know it. I mean, honestly, what's wrong with you? If you don't know it, I don't understand. It's on TV. Sound of Music is on TV every year during some holiday time. If you don't know it and you're listening to this podcast, then really what's going on? Well, sure. We got younger people that don't know all the classics yet. Sure. So get out there. Listen to it. If you're a younger person and you have not listened to Sound of Music or not seen it, start with the movie. Sure, start with it's the movie. Good. Oh, Julie Andrews, a, a national sure. treasure. Some people like to hate on movie musicals, but... No, not the... Are you looking at me? <laughs> sure, why did you say that and make intense eye contact? Some people hate on movie musicals in general. Uh, <laughs> and The Sound of Music is an excellent oh, one. It's a great one to say, it, the exception to the rule. So. An OG. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, guys, you can follow us at Downstage Left PC on all the socials, downstageleftpodcast.com. Uh, downstage.pc at gmail.com if you want to email us something. Um, you can find us on our socials. Schwindy never posts on hers, so good luck to try to follow her. But every once in a while, I might. Here's the thing what is fun is I do have the archives to the show, and I do have video and oh, pictures gosh. and other things. So maybe Glad we'll we post didn't a, even talk a about the disaster tweet. that was. Well, we have talked about it a little bit. Well, we've never we done it with you. Very... Sure, sure. Oh, no. Now we're Shh. wrapping up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Here's the thing. We almost killed a small child during our show in which we've talked about it before because I've talked about it as, like, one of my, like, sure, theater I disasters. The uh, we, uh, sure, a set piece got caught, and then because it's Luan and because we have strong people, it tore and then basically detached fell and fell to the stage. Um, almost crushed myself. You and Aspen. And Aspen. Uh, so you were on, sure, you should give your perspective. Sure, it happened to me. I so basically opening night. Opening night. What scene did it happen after? Right before you guys go to the concert. It's right sure. after you leave the house, and he's like, Maria's like, "Well, we will be performing." Yeah. So we're all standing on, on the, the stairs, stairs, I think. Um, and I'm basically. You were on the exit stairs to get off stage. I was on the exit stairs. I was supposed to be exiting up, up the stairs, I believe, um, up and out, and I had started to go up in the blackout and lost my shoe sure my shoe came off so i turned around to grab my shoe aspen was still down there because slower to get off she's like a tiny child sure she was a, t- a tiny child yeah and then i i just i don't even remember like I just remember hearing it because it was a blackout. Oh, it was a, it was a blackout. I'm going to tell you, it, it's sure I might post that video in the audio because sure, I don't. It is like I said, it I couldn't sounds see like sure. It sounds like a big old pile of wood cracking and then falling. Oh, I don't know, probably about 15, 20 feet sure. uh, from the air onto the ground and onto more wood in the stage. So I'm going to tell you, I believe the rest of the children were off stage yep. already, had already made their way at least to the exit stairs. Sure. Um. Aspen and I ended up running down the stairs and off stage, which was not our like blocked exit. Sure. Because um, our director did run on stage to grab her and blocked stuff coming down. Blocked stuff from falling onto yeah. the both Debris. of us. Yeah. Um, sure. And then we it's, ran off. As I've sure, and that is an interesting perspective because, as I have said, I was in the booth, and so we were in the blackout. Uh, what? I was gonna say you just heard it. We heard it. Could not. Could kind of see it, but could not. And the band was playing the vamp. 
And so we heard that all happen. And then I was like, hey, band, we're going to need you to keep vamping because I don't know what's happening. Nobody was answering backstage because everybody was trying to figure out what the hell to do. And then we just kept vamping. And then I got from our stage manager was like, okay, we're good. We came out of the vamp. You guys went on stage and sang that dumb song. Yeah. And it was fine. You would never have known. And it's funny because when I talked to people afterward, everybody thought it was a sound effect. Everybody was like, we thought it was the bombs of the impending war coming. (laughs) And I was like, cool. No, just us almost killing people. And we had to rebuild our set for the shows the next day. I mean, I wasn't there. I was sure. Uh, And it was like, it was crazy. I remember coming back and like, it was just back. Yeah. We really fixed it. Yeah. The magic of it. But I do, I remember calling a friend Friday night and being like, she was like, oh, my God, how was opening night? And I go, well, we almost killed two of our, like, main kids, but, like, no big deal. It was it was bananas. Sure. And there's, like, we've talked. If you go back, listeners, to that episode, you can hear what happened. But it is, uh, to this day, oh, gosh, knock on wood, the <laughs> worst thing that has happened on stage during a show that I was part of. I've never experienced anything. I'm trying to think of. That's no, why we say I, safety third. Hey. Yeah, no, I certainly have never experienced anything like that sure. ever again. Sure. So, what a fun introduction to you and me. All right. Uh, so now, super wrapped up. Follow us on all the things. Get reach out. If you haven't seen Sound of Music, tell us why. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to exit stage left, pursued by the impending sounds of war. <laughs>